Welcome to Who Knew. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. You can leave comments there, or email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram and Twitter account. Tweet at us at whonewpodcast. And find us on Facebook. All right, so let's talk about Rose City Comic Con 2022. This was nice. I went uh, solo this time around. Well, solo from the people in Southern California, but I did meet up with Heather, which was great. Yes, it was so nice to see you. I never get to see you guys ever since I came to the East. I know. It was uh, it was good to see you in person again, as opposed to a little box on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fun not having an obligation to do uh, running over or conducting of a panel. So I felt very to just uh, show my nephew around and, and uh, meet up with you when I could. Did you buy anything um, Doctor Who or no? I don't think there was that much stuff that I didn't have or needed. There weren't, yep. there weren't a lot of action figures, so I was looking for that stuff. Rose City uh, tends to be a very art, comic, yes. heavy in show because Portland is the home of several comic publishers and it's, it's just right. a comic town. So yeah. it's like it's, the exhibition hall was like 50% uh, Artist Alley, which is great for those types of people. Yeah, and it's really meant that way. That's sort of, I, th- I would say the main focus of the show is, yeah. is more comic culture, which a lot of other conventions are more pop culture. And Rose City is as well, but um, not to the, there's just bigger comic yeah. scene there. And it was cool because that's what my nephew ended up buying there was a piece of art. It was like on plexiglass and it had like, you could backlight it from a, a, a picture frame. Did you get it from V1 Tech, that really big? I think so. That was Is it really, anime art? Uh, yes, he did get anime. They're it was amazing. really cool. Yeah, that stuff was really nice. It's, it displays well without the backlight and it displays even better with the backlight. But going to Rose City Comic Con, I had the specific goal of going to Sylvester McCoy, the seventh Doctor's panel, and meeting him and all of that. So it was cool. It felt very much like the uh, the Galfrey One panel uh, with Catherine Tate and uh, John Behrman, where they were kind of just walking in the aisles, interacting with the audience. So the moderator moderator came on, introduced Sylvester McCoy. And then that was her job. That was it. Because Sylvester McCoy was just walking around and he had the mic, a wireless mic and handing the mic off to people asking questions. And uh, I have pictures where I'm like, no, like really up close to him. It's crazy. Wow. And he was dressed as the doctor, wasn't he? He was, let's say, bounding as a bounding, doctor. Bounding, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool because they were asking him questions from his uh, time as Radagast on the uh, the Hobbit trilogy, all the way to specific episodes like Battlefield, which we have covered, and Resurrection, or one of the R's of the Daleks that we did with Ace and the Baseball Bat. And then they went to his uh, previous acting career things because they said that he was doing like singing so he like sang a song for us while walking through the aisles it was just insane like (laughs) you don't get this type of interaction at at bigger comic cons because it's just not feasible that's great does he do does he do many conventions he's been doing a lot more yeah yeah 
he's very spry. I don't know what his age is, but he's very spry and energetic and sharp as a tag. I mean, and so sweet. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with him. He's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so he is almost 80. Uh, well, Time Lord, that's really young. Yeah. He's uh, 79. Mm-mm. He's like uh, a 60-year-old at most. I mean, you can tell he's old by the way he moves, but he moves with the energy of somebody much younger. Did he tell any interesting anecdotes, you know, that you can that would be good to relay? Yes, his, um, let me get this right. His birth name is Percy James Patrick Kent Smith. So Sylvester McCoy is his uh, stage name. And he got it from a song, which I think he sang for it. That's the song he sang for us. <laughs> he said that he mentioned, and we've mentioned this too, that uh, Colin Baker was angry at his departure from Doctor Who. So he did not film the regeneration episode. Sylvester McCoy had to put on the six doctors costume and then film that regeneration from him becoming the new doctor because he's he's a shorter person like physically shorter so he said he was swimming in uh, colin baker's costume his jacket and whatnot i find it very interesting that when he plays radagast he looks he looked tall to me Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's just because i'm like oh wizards wizards are tall (laughs) but wasn't he he always playing against hobbits that's what i was gonna say it's like you don't have a reference because he's mostly by himself (laughs) You guys, are so smart. you guys are so smart. <laughs> it's like, you know, because I've been watching the new Lord of the Rings show, Rings of Power, and uh, I think uh, a couple of the people came out on stage together at the Emmys and all that stuff, and my brain first went like, oh, they're the same side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he also talked, Sylvester McCoy also talked about the Five-ish Doctors reboot, which we just did. It was fun, he said, and... He did not get paid for that. He said that all the money that Peter Davison got went to like the crew and uh, him and Colin did not get paid for their time. They wanted to do it. And I think oh, that's great. That's okay. Cool. Well, that's really that's really <laughs> funny considering the, the, the film itself. Yes. <laughs> he, had, he had all that Lord of the Rings money by then. Yeah, <laughs> that's <right>? true. <laughs> yeah, they were asking him all kinds of questions from his whole, I guess, career of acting. So we had a good audience. Yeah, it was a very good audience. Uh, I was just surprised how close I got to him. I felt like certain times he was talking directly at me from some of the photos I have. <laughs> did you take a photo with him, just yes. you and he? Uh-huh. Did he have plexiglass? No, he did not. He ain't scared. <laughs> no, he's not scared. He's, he's lived a full life, he said. <laughs> and he played the spoons, so that was cool to see him. He's really good at it, too. Man, I feel like this guy should be the doctor now. I mean, the more we watch his episodes, I'm like, you can see how the modern Doctor Who era kind of started from this. It's interesting, though. I I mean, I have only seen little bits of him here and there, but like, I know that, you know, he obviously wasn't a lot of people's favorite and the show literally got canceled Mm -hmm. in his time. But I feel like he's more charming as an older guy than he was as like a middle-aged guy yeah i think maybe uh, he was ahead of his time either that or old age might have taken some of the edge off who knows i don't know i should watch more of his episodes just so i can get a better idea of what i'm um, talking about we'll definitely try to fit one in at the end of this season because something 
I can see something tying in. Uh, another funny thing while in that panel is that uh, somebody dressed up as uh, the sixth doctor, Colin Baker. And so the way he asked the question and the way uh, Sylvester addressed it was as if that was Colin Baker. And he was talking about his time about uh, swimming in his costume and it was directly at him. It was just great. That's Cute. fun. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to think. He had a pretty long line, I think, on Friday. That was his pa his main panel was on Friday. And then his um, the long line was for his autograph and photo session. Cool. Other than that, there was a Doctor Who cosplay meetup that I was not able to attend just to like, take photos because of conflicting schedules. Uh, and then Heather had... Was that on it, Friday? It might have been on Friday. I just mm. don't think I had time. And then uh, Heather and I went to a drink and draw which was a lot of fun so heather do you want to explain what uh, this drink and draw after con event was yeah so basically we have a host at the bar and everyone's at their tables and they all have drawing materials and the host gives a prompt and then you have 20 minutes to draw that prompt and then they there's a judge who is a comic artist who chooses um at the end what is that did you get that from a drink and draw? Drink and draw. Yeah, it's a published book from like a bunch of local artists in LA. Drink and draw. Oh, cool. So basically, you oh. just go to a bar, you drink, and you draw. Um, I had fun. So cool. There are lots of variations on it. So, um, but Eugene um, drew some really cool stuff. He, did you guys know he's super talented? <laughs> I mean, he's no Josh, but he... I'm not, like, Josh is the talented one. I'm Aww. I'm just doing it for fun. You were a lot more talented than I knew you were, so... Well, thank you. Josh, th great job mentoring him. I know you taught him everything you know. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, I'll, I'll share what I drew. Um, the first prompt, there were, I, th I felt the prompts were t too general. They should have been a little bit more specific. Like, the first one was Bat Family, Batman Family. People were drawing, like, you could do Poison Ivy, Catwoman, Batman, Joker. It was just way too broad, so I took Batman Family more literal and more comical. So I drew young Bruce Wayne, all emo and dour and full of shadows. And then to the left and right of young Bruce Wayne was uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne with uh, their bullet wounds. <laughs> because that's what creates Batman, is his, his family's death. And uh, I just felt people were taking, were not having as much fun as I would have had with it. But we had actual, we had many, many professional talent. comic artists yes. there who were we just drawing like, incredible things. Just yeah, while drinking their beer. Yeah. There was a girl across from us that she was just, she brought her own um, drawing materials and pencils and things, and she was doing awesome jobs. I think she did a Bib Fortuna for uh, the Star Wars prompt, which was really good. <laughs> And then uh, the last prompt that I enjoyed, and somebody commented on, on that. The host actually was like, you, you, you did what I was thinking, was a Sailor Moon. So I did uh, the Sailor Moon anime character, but her, her forearm doing her uh, typical like uh, pose was a, was a big, large Popeye forearm with the Sailor <laughs> anchor tattoo. <laughs> That's what we're looking for right there. Yeah, I'm like, have fun with this. Yeah. Uh, okay, so other that was a great like after con event. So it was in the evening, people lined up, and it was it was full. It was a full house. It was great. It was packed. And what's crazy is that at our table, across from our table, was uh, a writer, Michael Conrad, who I had seen at San Diego Comic Con, and I was like, how do I recognize this guy? 
and Heather prompted him to like give us information. I was like, oh, that's where I know him from because he, uh, I went to a panel about horror writing, and then he was writing uh, Wonder Woman at the time. I think he still is, and uh, I think he lives in the Portland Pacific Northwest area. Probably, honestly, if you were a fledgling um, comic artist you were in a room of working comic artists, I mean, and writers. And they even, um, the MC was, uh, worked for Vault Comics. And- That's right. The last writing prompt, everybody got a blank um, comic book cover. And it was, he basically said like, this is your audition. Like if you're interested in working comments, comics, like yeah. here's your chance. We're gonna be looking at every single one of these. like. So it was, if you happen to want to be break into that industry, it was an amazing event to be at, as well as just regular Joe's. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. And that funny San Diego Comic Con connection was so unexpected. <laughs> that guy was fun too, Michael Conrad. Yeah, I think he was also, what do you call it, lubed up? <laughs> so yeah, was that... I, we were, we were having a great time. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, then you had a, a panel that I unfortunately missed the beginning of because I wanted to participate in. But at the same time, I was doing my Sylvester McCoy uh, photo op. That's why I'm not in the photo with you, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. So uh, Heather was able to pinch hit for somebody who bailed on a... Uh, what was well, it? They got sick. They got sick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't just bail. <laughs> They but, were responsible and chose not to come to the con. With, yes, which we appreciate. But yeah. again, Heather, that was what? How how last minute was that? Um, the day before I flew out to Portland. Yeah. See, so uh, you did a great job considering those circumstances, and it was a uh, geek trivia. Is that right? It's called Battle of Nerds, and um, none of my panelists knew what was going on either. So we all just <laughs> did a really quick powwow in the beginning, um, like, "Hey, none of us know what we're doing, so let's have fun and wing it." Um, the panelists were authors, uh, Josh Mallerman, who wrote Bird Box, which you may have seen on Netflix, um, Bethany C. Morrow, who wrote um, a YA series that I really enjoyed, that I recommended her to come to the show because it's set in Portland. Um, then we had Wesley Chu, who is multiple time bestselling author, and then Amber Benson, who you might know from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She also is an author, she published his books. So they were um, the ones who actually were going to be answering the trivia questions. And then some of the questions mixed in were ones that I had the audience write down beforehand. And if the author could not answer the audience question, then the audience member would get a little prize. So that's kind of a way to tie the audience in, but mostly, essentially it was just me asking trivia questions to some authors and them not knowing any of them and comedy ensues you know so or either them talking their way through an answer which some sometimes they did <laughs> sometimes they did and sometimes they answered wrong on person uh, on purpose because they yeah. wanted the uh, audience member to get their prize but yeah, so, so considering none of us had any idea what was going on and i was just feeling in last minute i thought it was a lot of fun it was really packed house and yeah. um a gentleman told me afterwards part of the <laughs> Uh, Eugene, did you hear the announcement? Yes, the so, so, I, so I can uh, tee that up for you. So okay. while I was waiting in line for my photo with uh, Sylvester McCoy, on the PA is normally Heather's voice. But instead, this gentleman comes on, and it's a very good impersonation of Donald Trump <laughs> telling everybody to go to the Nerd Trivia panel. It was, And we later found out that it was um, Ross Marquand from Walking Dead. Oh, no way. 
because he was there earlier doing his photo ops. What was he there for uh, in particular? To do he that. Was a guest. Yeah, he was a guest in a panel, right? Yeah, but for panel? Walking Dead, or was it some more something yeah. more recent? Or? He was uh, there for The Walking Dead and Invincible, which is the cartoon series that Carrie yeah. Payton is also on, and Carrie Payton was also in The Walking Dead with him. So they were sort they did of a there. Full of voices on uh, Marvel's What If as well. Yeah. Yeah, his voice impersonations are really good. Oh, he's good. brilliant. He's yeah, like, it's crazy. He's like rich Little. But the amusing part is, someone texted me an announcement to do. And I said, I can't do it because I'm about to host this panel. And they said, actually, Ross Marquand wants to do it. And, um, no, I, I take that back. I didn't have an announcement to make. There were no announcements to make. Someone just texted me and said, Mark Ross Marquand wants to go on the mic and make an announcement. And I was like, that's fine with me. And... And they're like, well, what should I have them say? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think anyone needs an announcement right now. So they decided since I was on this panel that they would have him do it, talk about my panel. So they were kind of trolling me, I guess. Cause it's not like it was a main stage panel or anything important. We really didn't need to talk about it over the loudspeaker. <laughs> but, um, so they did that. Now I'm already in the room, so I can't hear this announcement. I have no idea this happened. My boss calls me and is like, what the heck was that? And I'm like, what the heck was what? She's like, that announcement? And I'm like, I don't know. I need to do this panel right now. I'm sorry. I don't know what it was. <laughs> so <laughs> so from me on the floor hearing that, everybody just stopped what they were doing and were like, is that real? <laughs> and then once they knew it was a joke, everybody was like chuckling. You could see the shoulders go up and uh, just, it was great. It, it was received very well because of somebody at the panel that came up afterwards. <laughs> this guy comes up to me afterwards. And he's like, I can't remember the exact words he said, Eugene, if you can, but he was like, He goes, oh, you he know? goes, who did that announcement? Because that is the only reason I came to this panel. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, uh, oh, that was Ross Marquand, because I knew that Ross had just asked, so I assumed he had done something funny. Yeah. and then I didn't know what. He didn't know who Ross Marquand was, so I was like, he's the guy from Walking Dead. He had his hand chopped off, and he does voice impersonations if you look him up on YouTube. I had fans who came to that panel, and I didn't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't seem dissatisfied. I was like, no. I was thinking, oh, people must have been kind of bummed when they showed up, and this is what it was, but like. No, but everybody had a good time because the fun of it is the the uh, authors not being able to guess or the right answer. Yeah, and kind of talk their way about why they couldn't come up why? with the right answer. Kind of like when we did our Doctor Who trivia. Yeah. <laughs> I think anytime trivia is done, it's it's more about getting it wrong than getting it right. Mm. Well, especially when <laughs> we you're doing try... trivia for an audience. Like, essentially, yeah. Right. Yeah. it was their job to be funny. And... We should track down the girl who was in front, the front row when we did our trivia panel and get her on the podcast. Didn't she, like, have to leave real quick or something? That's why we didn't I, like, I, I yeah. can't recall. That was fun too. Baymax had to leave mine early because he had a panel to get to. Yeah. But he had a giant Baymax costume, so we stopped the whole panel to watch him waddle out. <laughs> but um, maybe you weren't in there yet, Eugene. I was not, yeah. You so were already, he had a yeah. bag of lollipops that he was giving out to go with this cosplay. So um, he actually waddled up to the stage and left the entire bag of lollipops for the so that's I wondered why those were there, so I missed that whole thing. <laughs> Max left them. He felt really bad that he had to leave, but he's like, I have to go to a panel. And of course, it became part of the panel because his exit was so inconspicuous or lack not inconspicuous, I should say. So it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
<laughs> I'm sure you will uh, alert us of any Doctor Who presence, guests, and whatnot for upcoming oh, shows. Oh, but of course. So we can either prepare another trivia panel or something if we, if uh, the need shall arise. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Is anyone watching um, House of the Dragon? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Wow, that ruins some things. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think it's great that Matt Smith is able to play something counter to what he's been doing for Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, I think he's tried three times and everything's gotten cancelled. I know, like this Terminator thing got cancelled. Terminator, Star Wars he Star got Wars, written yeah. out. Like, thank God he finally got something on air. Yeah. Oh, well, he, I mean, he had a good, you know, he had that whole season of The Crown. Crown. He was on. Um, and then I haven't seen it, but One Night in Soho, isn't he in that? Oh, he's excellent in that. Mm -hmm. Again, playing yeah, against this type. Yeah, I keep meaning to watch that. And then when the time comes, yeah. Oh, yeah, we just watched him in Morbius. That's right. Which is now on Netflix, which is the only reason oh. we watched. Oh, yeah, in the bonus that's not, episode. It's not, a good, it's not a good movie. Oh, Matt Smith is in Morbius? Yep. It's Morbin time. Sorry, I was thinking of the Sandman. Um, he's in the bonus episode of the Sandman. Oh. Oh, I'm not caught up on Sandman. As a voice? Yeah, but the bonus episode is outside of the plot, so you could watch it at any time. All right. Josh one and Heather, is all about cats, Josh. Yeah, you would, love, you would it. both love that one, yes. It's right. animated well, the, and it's about cats. I'm in the, I'm in the middle of it, so uh, I'm liking it. It's, it's you know, I can't, I started to watch it like more late at night and I've been more tired, so it's like I kept falling asleep and I'm like, all right, I cannot watch this show when I'm tired at all. Well, it is the Sandman, so you're supposed to fall asleep. Yeah, that's true. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But no Stupid two episodes me. are the same. It's like you're watching a different show yeah. sometimes. Well, we look forward to coming back. It was uh, three years uh, since we've been there, and that was a lot of fun. So hopefully there will be another Doctor Who presence in the coming Rose City Comic Cons. I hope so. Very good. So thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time when the future becomes the present. You've just listened to an episode of Who Knew? Our wonderful theme music is by Michael Grady. Find him on Facebook at The Universe Explodes. Additional music is by Damio Paggio. All our episodes are engineered by Auburn. You can find him at auburnbigty.com. You can find the show in several places. Follow us on Twitter at Who Knew Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. Visit our Facebook page. Please leave comments, reviews, and click like to support Who New Podcast. To listen to our show on your Amazon Echo device, subscribe to us on Amazon Music, and then ask your Amazon device to play your podcast subscriptions. This podcast is inspired by Doctor Who. The longest running sci-fi show in history. And especially the revival spearheaded by Russell T. Davis. Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, Ron Grainer, and all of those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord. Your work continues to inspire and entertain. Hello, this is Sylvester McCoy. You've just listened to an episode of Who Knew? Clever name.